following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Fridays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by the best burger campaign at your local McDonald's of Michigan. You can celebrate McDonald's making some small changes to its burger lineup that will have a huge impact on flavor. They're too juicy and tasty to resist. So stop by and try one of the best burgers in Michigan at your local McDonald's. Fridays on the Huge Show are presented by McDonald's of Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. Actually, I almost fell backwards. My headphones were wrapped around my chair. I stand up when I do the show, and Superfly was just enjoying me spinning around in 30 different directions. I think I'm still intoxicated by the Lions from last night. And I do want to thank Mohawk, Jerome, and the crew at the Dirty Shame Bar and Grill on Fulton and Ada. Great crowd. The energy from the Lions Nation, no matter if it's Superfly and Hammer and Hank Hayes watching the game at Hank's house. If you were with me at the Dirty Shame Bar and Grill, if you were in Green Bay, Look at the sea of Honolulu blue before the game and after the game, owning Lambeau. The roar for golf when he walked off. St. Brown, how about the Packers fan flipping him off and St. Brown blows him a kiss. I've seen that video circulating. The thunderous roar of let's go Lions. They were doing it at the Dirty Shame Bar and Grill. Outside of that pick, that first half was as good a football, complete team football, as I've ever seen from the Lions. And then the second half, they started a little, you know, not playing tight. They a little conservative. I'm like, hey, guys, let's keep it up. And what's funny is that there were some Internet issues in that area. So one of my one of my tweets was, I don't know if it was Twitter or X, excuse me, X. Okay, X. One of my tweets didn't register until like an hour later. So I'm saying be conservative, and they're like, the game's blowing up. So people are like, you're two hours late. What's this? Are you hammered? Are you watching the game in delay? And then listening to Dan Campbell afterwards, sky's the limit telling this team three and one. NFC North looks, it almost looks like a given 
that the Lions will easily win the NFC North. Amazing. I'm almost at a loss for words. From their pickups, their rookies, Montgomery with the three TDs, Decker playing hurt, Branch getting hurt, looking like he blew out his Achilles or ripped his calf muscle, and he comes back taped up, he gets hurt again. The dude is a warrior. Laporta. Oh, somebody did. I think it was Bill Giroux on his DraftKings app. The over-under on catches for Laporta was four and a half in the game. And he dropped that wide open one. You remember that? And Giroux's going crazy when the throw's right there. And he drops it. Doesn't get another. Had four in the first half. Did not get another reception. Lions games feel like playoff games every week for us, don't they? They feel like playoff games. They really do. The last three times we've watched the Lions in prime time, they have looked as good as anybody in the NFL. They have. Two wins at Lambeau at Arrowhead. Jeff Risden, one of our Lions NFL insiders, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, Facebook, Twitter, online, part of the USA Today network. He's based in West Michigan. He watched the game last night. I shared a lot of his uh, stories afterwards. And uh, Rizzi, I know we talked about what we hoped we would see, and we saw even more on the positive side. Oh, man, that that first half was mm. as much fun as I've ever had watching the Lions oh. football game. Um, I, I tweeted out for, for the people in West Michigan, they'll get this. It was like watching Muskegon play Holland. It was that physical domination. Like, like the Packers didn't look like they belonged on the field. Like they were, like they were a college team going against the pros. That's how incredible that first half was. And yeah, yeah I mean, they, the Lions let off the gas a little bit, and hopefully that's something that they learned from in the second half. But they were able to, you know, milk out the win, and, and it, it was never uncomfortable. Um, it got a little—I would say—worrisome that they were the Packers were were doing some things, but the you know the Lions they had it in the bag the whole way after the twenty-seven to three lead, and that was my God the, the physical domination on both sides of the line of scrimmage against a team that you know prides itself on on being a tough physical team, and their coach said it the best. You know they whooped us. You know they came in and kicked our ass, and that's. That's what that's what happened. <laughs> it's not it's not hyperbole. It's not you know drinking the Kool Aid to, to to see that like that that's what they did. And that, like you said, man, they the the last three times we've seen them in the last five games, three of them have been in prime time, and they have gone out and been the the winner in all three of those. That's I don't I don't know what to do with as a fan as a Lions fan in that situation. Bill, help me out here, buddy. Uh, I- and I said it in my opening huge opinion today, Rizzy, that I'm almost at a loss for words on how everything we've ever wanted from the Lions is happening right before our eyes. The only thing missing now would be winning the NFC North and winning playoff games. That's it. And then from there, your next level is, hey, it'd be awesome to win the NFC Championship and obviously uh, go to a Super Bowl, but just the pieces they have in place with St. Brown, or you look at Laporta or Branch and the toughness and, and Campbell growing 
as a head coach and some creativity from Johnson on play calls in that first half. Everything was going right. All that pressure with zero blitzes. Zero. That your defensive line and the rotation is that good. You know, that Bugs got the bugs out of the way, whatever it was where he got in the doghouse, and they're just getting after it. And Hutch, uh, he's getting held every other time. They don't call it. Uh, he almost had the safety when you give love credit, made an unbelievable play moving the ball to his left hand and the little uh, shovel pass. I, I, You know, Patterson being consistent on kicks. We have been so programmed to expect the worst when it comes to lines. And like I said, that start of the second half, I'm like, uh-oh, don't go there, please. You're, you're backing off receivers, don't do it. And then they, they, and they got back after it again. So that, that was short-lived there. I just, you try and find the negatives from last night, it would be, I hope, uh, there isn't a major ankle injury. I know it's not broke with Branch, but to me, that would be number one. Yeah, and it sounds, you know, this is where the advantage of playing on a Thursday comes in that you get the, the extra couple days of rest before they have to play again. Like, he, he tried to gut it out. Maybe that wasn't the best idea. I, I, I think. I think that was the case of Branch and also the coaches wanting to wanting him to show and wanting to show that oh he's he's good you know he left on the cart um, and that scared the crap out of all of us but he he was able to come back um, maybe maybe in hindsight that wasn't the best decision uh, because he did aggravate it but I'm, I'm not going to pick nits on that uh, it doesn't seem like Decker aggravated his ankle badly. Um, he got through the game. Um, he clearly wasn't 100, percent but he, he gave it on us all. And I, you know, we talked about it yesterday. It wasn't just that Taylor Decker was playing left tackle; it was that they moved Panay Sewell back to right tackle. This is a team that likes to run to the right, and they couldn't really do that when Panay was playing on the left side, and it had you know Matt, Matt Nelson and, and Dan Skipper playing the right side, Colby all even like. That that allowed the run game to really thrive. And I think you saw that with David Montgomery coming back. I think you saw with Jameer Gibbs being effective in the in the carries that he got, especially early in the game. Uh, he had a run on the first drive where he put his head down and bowled through a couple of defenders. Uh, that's not what you expect from him. That's what you expect from Montgomery. That was that was significant because that showed okay, this guy can be physical too. Uh, we don't normally think of Jameer Gibbs that way, but they. Uh, yeah, they they really got it rolling last night, and you know, Goff, Goff, to his credit, admitted after the game he didn't have his best game. Uh, threw one bad interception, um, took, missed a couple of throws that he probably should have hit. But he he was so in control once again. You know, um, it's funny. Uh, they so the Packers coming back out of halftime played Metallica's Master of Puppets. If you know anything about Dan Campbell. He loves Metallica. Like that, that's that's his band. That's his jam. And th- he has described off the record that he wants Jared Goff to be sort of the master of puppets, man, pulling the strings and making the offense go and doing things. And that's exactly what he's doing. And I think that you know, every once in a while he's going to pluck a wrong string, and that's okay because he's he's getting so many decisions and throws right. Uh, he, he's playing at a very high level too. And the fact that he was able to overcome an early mistake on the first drive of the game and come back and be just nailed. The throw that he made to Laporta on the next drive, that's a Matthew Stafford throw. That's a throw that we didn't know that Jared Goff would, would even try to show that he had in the bag. And guess what? He's got it. 
And that's that's just expanding what these Lions can do on offense in, in different ways to beat you. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, part of the USA Today Network, one of our Lions NFL insiders joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line talking about the Lions. Impressive. Start to finish road win at Green Bay, as we discussed yesterday, really puts them in the driver's seat to win the NFC North. It was like winning two games because you win on somebody else's uh, turf. They'll get Carolina week from Sunday in Detroit. Let's hope Bryce Young is good enough to keep playing and keep that guy on the experience train and uh, let's do it. Branch, though, uh, I hope that's not a, a long injury and he could make it back in 10 days. And speaking of the secondary, I thought Jacobs uh, played one of the better games he's played. Uh, I have to go back a long time to find uh, a game like that for Jacobs. You know, getting two interceptions in prime time. Look, he's been he's been you know picked on uh, both by the other opposing the opposing quarterbacks and, and Jordan Love threw at him ten times last night, and uh, he's been picked on by the fans and, and those of us in the media too. Look, I I I, I love Jerry. I, I know I know he has been frustrated by both his play and the reaction to his play. So for him to wind up getting the game ball from the team. For two interceptions, one other near interception, uh, they called they called two penalties on him. One of them was an absolute farce of a penalty. It was not a good officiating crew last night. Thankfully, it didn't factor or matter into the final outcome. But he played great, and that that's that's what you want to see. Is a guy he look he is a self made player, an undrafted free agent, bounced around from JUCO to Arkansas to Arkansas State. Um, no, nobody ever really believed in him, and it, he was admittedly playing above. His, where he belongs on the death chart. He should be. He should be your number three outside corner. Guess what? When next we see him, Emmanuel Mosley will be back in the lineup, and they'll be sharing that outside deal. And uh, for him to go the way he did in what what could very well be his last start for the Lions for the year, barring injuries, that that's a that's a great way because there's a guy who now who has confidence if he is called upon later on in the season to to get back into the starting lineup, or if he winds up keeping it. Now he's got some confidence. Now he's got another pelt on the wall that says, hey, man, I got this. And the teammates are going to trust him that much more. So I, I thought it was a very big night for Jerry Jacobs. Very, very happy for number for number 23. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, part of the USA Today Network, one of our Lions NFL insiders joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee. Guest line, Lions, very impressive last night with that win at Lambeau, along with the fans who traveled to watch the game, hung out afterwards. Lions are going to make a lot of noise, uh, home and away, all season long. Rizzy, we'll talk next week and look ahead to Carolina. Sounds great. Thanks, man. All right, Jeff Risden, uh, check it in. Follow him, by the way, on Twitter. Uh, if you're a Lions fan, it's a great account, at Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N. Up next, Dan Miller, voice of the Lions. I did see him tweet out that they were in a three-hour Delay. I don't know if it was a team plane. I assume that late at night it's a team plane. Because I know Dan, the voice of lines, and Lomas and TJ fly with the team. And he was stuck in the middle between Lomas and TJ Lang for the Lions broadcast network. But you know what? Off that win, it probably didn't bother them as much as it would have if the Lions would have lost. We'll hear from Dan and his thoughts on that win in Green Bay. He'll join us next. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. What are you looking for in a career? 
What are you looking for in your pursuit of happiness and satisfaction? Let's answer those questions by answering this one. What are you? If you're selfless, courageous, dedicated, disciplined, and humble, your happiness and satisfaction may be in a new career in law enforcement. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org today or simply walk into your local police department and start the conversation. You may find the answer to all of your questions. Huge here for my good friend, Matt Golden. Now, he's the CEO and GM at the Tullymore Golf Resort. They're in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids. And fall golf is here, and they have some huge deals you can take advantage of on stay-and-play packages, tee times, and more. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That is TullymoreGolf.com. Also, if you want to book a Christmas party for the holidays, you want to squeeze in a business meeting, with some golf and great food and beverages. Matt Golden and his team can take care of you right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're also booking big groups who want stay and play packages, or maybe you just want to look ahead to the perfect weekend in 2024. Remember, Tullymore is less than an hour north of GR in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Book your stay and play package or get more info now at TullymoreGolf.com. I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Hunter Moore, and football is my game. So we know a few things about sports and the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and Sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long. Right from your mobile device, Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan. For the one close to you and to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. 19th station strong for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer, and I'm telling you, I've been a lifelong Lions fan, and the day after they win is so much better. (laughs) You hear the birds chirping. Even though there's clouds in the sky, it still seems sunny. It's not just the fact that they won last night. It's that they continue to look like a team that could do big things. And Dan Campbell said in the locker room afterwards, sky's the limit. Dan Miller, voice of your Detroit Lions, was at Lambeau, called the game. Another classic broadcast with Lomas and T.J. Lang. He's standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Welcome back, Danny. Good to be back. How you doing? Good. Uh, now, I did see a tweet, like, I... I went to bed late, I think, and 
You had a tweet that you were stuck on the tarmac for three hours. Was that it? <laughs> we uh, we had a long night. We were actually parked in the bus outside the stadium, waiting to go to the airport for hours. Uh, and they had mechanical problems with the plane that was supposed to take us home, so they had to fly in another plane from Minneapolis, and that took quite some time. So we actually went over to the airport, and then we were spread around the terminal. Uh, you know, you talk about a hundred and some odd people all over the terminal, uh, just trying to get comfortable. And we were there for several hours. I don't think anybody probably hit their bed till about seven o'clock this morning. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a long night. It was, uh, you know, things happen. It's just a plain malfunction. They had to get another one in there, which wasn't easy to do, uh, to drop the hat. So, uh, we haven't had too many like that. I don't, remember any like that but uh nice thing is these guys have a couple days to rest now and and uh enjoy it and let me tell you something it was a lot better being in that situation after (laughs) winning a game than had everybody been hacked off and you're just sitting there and and everybody's just grinding their teeth waiting to get home it was everybody was chill it was a nice atmosphere and everybody just kind of just rolled with the punches yeah, and again, I'm not going to claim any conspiracy theories, but when the pilot came out and told you there were mechanical issues, he had a foam cheese head hat on. So well, I'd rather find out there's mechanical issues before we take off than after. So it's, uh, I appreciate them checking out the plane. And I don't, I don't even know what the deal was on our original plane. I just know it, it was not. Uh, they just said we couldn't use it, so I don't know what the deal was. Yeah, well, but you know what? You're right, uh, the uh, the ride home, how long it uh, took just to get in the air was that much sweeter. Uh, that game was everything I think the team wanted, uh, the franchise, uh, you, the broadcast crew, the fan base, uh, players, relatives. It was it was near perfect football for the most part, but it was with the authority that they brought it, the fact they could create that much pressure uh, without blitzes. I can go down the list. Uh, Montgomery, how tough he was between the tackles coming off the tie injury. You know, golf, St. Brown. I go down the list. Uh, Laporta, Branch. Uh, they, they, they just keep rewriting the script every week. Yeah, it was, look, this was a big game. I know it's week four, and you keep that in perspective, but this was for first place. This was, you know, a Green Bay team that had been knocked out by the Lions last year. It's a Green Bay team that spent their offseason listening to people say that the Lions were the favorite in this division, and that's not lost on them. Believe me, they wanted to come out there and make a statement. But it was the Lions that did, and the way that they did it, you know, making a big mistake early on the interception – Defense holds them to a field goal. Offense doesn't blink and just comes out and goes boom, boom, boom down the field. And they just dominated them in the first half. And, you know, the pass rush was there. The run defense was there as it has been all season. You look up and and you're whatever, 27 minutes into the first half, and Green Bay didn't have a first down. I mean, it, it was crazy what the level of dominance the Lions had in that game. And, um Heck of a statement for him, and, and it was all three phases. It was offense, defense, special teams. Look, got a little tight in the third quarter. It's going to happen, you know. It's it's pretty rare in this league that you just go wire to wire, and that a team, you know, doesn't show some sort of bounce at some point. And Green Bay did, but the, the Lions again, they hung in there, they made plays. Kaminsky with a huge one, and and they just did enough to to you know keep that lead, win the game, and and do it convincingly. So. Um, for 75% of that game, the Lions just dominated them. And, and that was as fine a half as I've seen a Lions team play, maybe Jacksonville last year. But other than that, it's been a long, long time uh, 
since I've seen the Lions dominate another team like that. Dominate on the road. I get Jacksonville. I was at that game. That was awesome. But, you know, I know they were still hoping for an outside shot at a playoff spot. I think Jacksonville never forced the Lions to punt until the, the final minute or so, if I remember. But this was at Lambeau. And, you know, I, you, Lomas, TJ, the crew are there. Uh, the Sea of Honolulu blew in the stands. The Let's Go Lions chant, the roars for the players afterwards. It, it felt like it was Ford Field when the game was over, not Lambeau. Well, you know, a couple things there. I mean, number one, this team's now won six out of seven on the road, and that's really hard to do uh, in the NFL, and that dates back to last year. And that includes wins at Lambeau, at Arrowhead, and at Lambeau again. And that's really difficult to do as well. And in each of those games, at the end, you could look down at that Lions bench and see it just surrounded by a sea of blue. I mean, these fans are just unbelievable. I mean, just unbelievable. They're there, they're loud, and then when you see them actually with the ability to all come together, you know, and take up that Lions side of the field behind the bench as the home team fans have cleared out, it's a pretty magical thing. And it's not lost on the coaches or the players or the organization. I mean, Sheila Hamp came down last night onto the field. I was down there. We were getting ready to do our pregame show. People are going nuts, just screaming her name, waving over here, over here, and you know what? I'm, I'm really glad to see that for her because she's done so many good things to put this organization in the position they are now to have these great possibilities. But, um, man, hats off to, to these fans. They're unbelievable. They always have been just by the way they keep coming to Ford Field year after year, even though the payoff isn't always there. But to see them travel and to see them, no doubt, kick out big bucks on the secondary market to get those tickets, I just, man, I just love them. I mean, they just, they just – they're just the best. That's all they are. Yeah, Decker sent out that same tweet, a lot of players. And I think the fact of a complete sellout for home games and the excitement for the Lions Nation, that's why these away games are going to be just full of Lions fans. Dan, I know you're busy with the TV gig, everything going on, getting back late. I appreciate a few minutes uh, here on the Huge Show. Okay, buddy? You got it. Appreciate you. Have a great weekend. Always nice to come off a Thursday win and be able to chill for a couple days. So uh, everybody enjoy it. That was nice. That was uh, just a heck of a night, man. And uh, now you just put that one behind you and you look at the next one. That's what good teams do. And I have no doubt that's what these guys will do. It's fun. All right, Dan Miller. uh, Thank you, my man. Uh, Radio play-by-play voice of your Detroit Lions joining us here on the Huge Radio Network. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Join Van Andel Institute Purple Community for the Be Brave 5K Walk and Run in Caledonia on October 7th at 8 a.m. You can participate in a day of fun and exercise all while supporting breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org. Friday, October 27th, TVs and Practical Jokers are up to their usual tricks. If you're not here, 
here, you are missing out. It's the Tenderloins at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Sal, James, and Brian for two shows and twice the laughs. 7 and 10 p.m. Tickets start at $59. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Don't miss the Drive, 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 Drive Tour with the Tenderloins, October 27th. Party hard, laugh louder. Details at SoaringEagleCasino.com. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. Tracy, over to you for weather. Oh, the sun must be shining, Dave, because the 7 for 7 sale is back at Meyer. Mix or match hundreds of items like Meyer frozen vegetables, Campbell's condensed soup, and Body Armor sports drink. Pick any 7 for just $7. There's a strong chance of saving with the same quality Meyer deals in-store or online. Back to you, Dave. Sounds great, Tracy. Deals so good. You've just got to talk about them. Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. We just had some breaking news come our way right at the end of the last segment. Tom Pelissero from the NFL Network is reporting that the NFL is reinstating Lions wide receiver Jamison Williams effective Monday, two weeks before his gambling suspension was set to end per sources. This is part of the newly agreed to policies related to gambling. So JMO will be back. Carolina, week from Sunday. Oh my Lord, with his ability uh, to stretch the field. Also, the NFL reinstated Titans offensive lineman Nicholas Pettit. Freer. That's effective Monday. So huge news for the Lions coming off of that Thursday night win. They get Jamison Williams back. We're going to try and connect to some of our Lions Nation Unite guys. Everything King, Mike Kimber. Get their thoughts on it. Mike O'Hara later. We just talked to Rizzi earlier this hour. So think about what Miami's doing, all right? And they put up 70 on the Broncos last week. And let's just talk about the impact of Jamison Williams on the Lions. He is going to stretch the field. You, you cannot single cover him. You have got to send a safety over the top. And as Jeff Risden said yesterday, and I agree with him, everything's interconnected. So that means for Laporta underneath, for Gibbs on a linebacker, with the speed of JMO, it's going to be chaos. They already have a ton of offensive weapons. 
Think about this team. Well, look at Montgomery. Nothing against Jamal Williams. Montgomery is a next-level back. Gibbs is a next-level back, even though DeAndre Swift is having a great year in Philly, and I'm happy for him. But J-Mo is a Tyreek Hill-like player, and I'm looking around the NFL, and I'm seeing what the Dolphins are doing. You know, Tua didn't have Tyreek Hill. They're like, I don't know if he's ever going to cut it. They should just get rid of him. Stretch the field. In the history of the Lions, now Calvin Johnson had some wheels for a big man, but he still ran like a big man. He didn't run like a sprinter. Best had some wheels, but not that crazy speed. That second gear that you watched J-Mo when was saving at Alabama against Georgia and a ton of draft picks on that defense just hit a second gear and it's that separation speed. I don't think the Lions have ever had that. I mean, every play he's a threat to score. So Marvin Jones has to be the odd guy out. He really does. And God bless him, his NFL career. Risden said it last summer when watching training camp. He looks old. He does. He has to be the odd guy out. He is a total non-factor for the Lions this year. Man, that is... It's like Christmas Eve last night and Christmas Day today. Unbelievable. So I, I think what's happened here in the NFL with Tom Paracello and the NFL Network people talking about, he said the gambling policy isn't collectively bargained, but I'm told, this is Pelissero, that new NFLPA executive director Lloyd Howell raised inconsistencies with Roger Goodell. The revised policy increases the punishment for betting on the NFL while reducing it for less serious violations. So like J-Mo on Allen Park property, Lions NFL property, was betting on, I think, other sports. And I agree with that. Hey, punish the heck out of Ban the players for life if they bet on the NFL. Ban them. Send that message. But dudes who are betting on other sports... Now, I will say this, if you're a player and you want some common sense, can you wait till you get out to your car to open up your sports betting app and place a wager? Can you just wait till you get out to your vehicle? Why do you have to do it? You know, maybe you're doing it while you're sitting at lunch or you got some downtime before you got to go lift or run or hit the athletic training room. Here's another thing that's big news for J-Mo. He doesn't lose two more game paychecks. Reportedly, he was going to lose, what, $7 million? So now, if you divide that by six games, and you take off two, that's some big cash for J-Mo. I just pray the dude stays healthy. And I don't think he needs a long time to get ready because he's going to be about 
going deep and spreading the field. So J-Mo will be eligible to play, and I assume they'll, again, I don't know the full contract with Marvin Jones. He's he just a non-factor. Gosh, can you now look at the Lions for a second and think about this? Okay. Let's just think about this for a moment. All right. You're, you're going to have Montgomery, Gibbs, Goff, Laporta, St. Brown, Raymond, Reynolds, JMO. Oh, my Lord. That is going to be your offense. Am I missing anybody? That's why Marvin Jones has, I, I don't know how much they're on the hook for. It could be Green, uh, the rookie, but I doubt that. I, it has to be. It has to be. Marvin Jones, the odd guy out. And you saw last night, he just looks old. And it's not a knock when dudes, especially when speed is a factor. Speaking of speed, now with J-Mo back, uh, Lomas Brown from the Lions Radio Network, uh, he walked home last night from Lambeau all the way around through the Mackinac Bridge. And- hey, huge. We might as well have walked back, man. We got here at 7 o'clock in the morning, mm. man. I got to my house at 7 this morning. We landed a little before 6. It was man. miserable. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you know, I'll get to your thoughts on the game in a moment, but I appreciate you joining us. Short notice, Superfly is such a great producer. Uh, how about this news? So I, I just get done talking with Dan Miller, your partner on the game, about 15 minutes ago. And I, I, I checked Twitter, and, and all of a sudden someone says, hey, J-Mo is going to play against Carolina. I'm thinking, well, yeah, he can come back to the facility. He can work out. And then I see Tom Pelissero for the NFL Network that his suspension has been cut from six to four, and he's eligible to play against Carolina a week from Sunday. Man, look, when Superfly called me, I, I I didn't know what he was talking about. I'm like, wait a minute, what? So this is shocking to me. It's a good shock. You know, I'm glad that the NFL, because I did. I thought it was too many games when they initially came out with this suspension of six games uh, for what he did. So I'm glad to see the NFL has kind of sat back, reviewed this thing, and kind of come to their senses about this. I mean, you're t- this you're dealing with people's livelihoods and you know, for them to take six games away from that young man, I felt it was unfair. Um and I'm glad to see that they're retroing this and kinda getting it right. So kudos to the NFL, kudos to Roger Goodell about this and boy, man, this can be a a, a breath of fresh air for this team, even though we're playing great right now, man, could it just a, uh, adding a J-Mo to the receiving crew, wow, that could be major. So, uh, and I don't think it's a, it's a long ways back for him to be injected into the offense because it's going to be about separation, uh, running DBs down the field. What do you think is the, the perfect return for J-Mo and where he fits in an offense that looked pretty darn good 
uh, last night in that win over Green Bay? Well, kind of knowing them and looking at their track record, meaning the Lions, and just think about how they're handling how they handle uh, DeAndre Swift, how they're handling Jamar Gibbs right now. Um, not giving him a lot of load right now. I, I, I kind of expect the same from J-Mo when he get in. I kind of expect them to maybe have a couple of packages for him. Um, maybe maybe he if they run 70 plays, maybe he get 20-some-odd plays. I just don't know if they're just going to throw him in there, you know, and give him a big load. Um, you know, again, you got the, you know, the knee. He's coming off the knee now. The suspension. So I think they're going to handle him with kid gloves to start with. But I could see Ben Johnson adding more and more packages in with J Mo included in there. So when I know there is, a, there's different timelines on when he could return and practice and go to the facility. When did J-Mo return to Allen Park and start practicing and working out with the Lions? Well, I mean, again, I, I couldn't even tell you. Right. I mean, I hadn't heard any of the reporters talk about him being around. Right. I haven't seen him, you know, myself personally. So I, I couldn't even tell you when he's done that. But again, that, to me, huge. I throw the question at you. I think the Lions. Do you think they had an inclination that his suspension might get cut down, um, or do you think that's taking them by surprise too, the Detroit Lions? Well, I would think the NFLPA had to send out a memo to its players, right, and say we're working on this and trying to, you know, revise the rules. But I, I think a lot of people might have thought, well, it will start with the next guy who gets caught, not reduce the two guys who currently are under the suspension, right? Right, right. Yeah, but, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, but J-Mo back, dude, his speed. So now, and I was talking about the Miami effect with Tyreek Hill, and, and there aren't a lot of guys like this who have that second gear separation speed. And now if you look at what the Lions are building, what they did last night, and you, you take J-Mo, who's flying down the field, and you're an opposing coordinator or head coach, and you're going to say, yeah, we're going to stay single coverage with them. Golf can go deep. They bring a safety over the top. You have Laporta or Gibbs out of the backfield uh, coming this way, or you're running a draw that's wide open in the middle with Montgomery. Do you, you see the options here? Or St. Brown on a, a slant, which nobody can stop him right now anyways. You can make it a little bit deeper route. He, he is going to open up so much for an offense that's already pretty darn good for the Lions. Yeah, he will. But the thing he's going to have to do, huge Lock. He's going to, yeah, and he's going to have to prove it, though. You know, the NFL is all, it's a prove it league. So they know about the speed. They know about the threat that J-Mo is. He's going to have to put it on film. He's going to have to show these guys. He's going to have to make a couple of big catches to where these defensive coordinators are like, okay, now we have to put somebody on top. They're going to challenge him. They're going to do that. I think what teams are going to do to him is probably they're going to probably get up on him, jam him up, try to take his rhythm because they know he's a slender type built guy. So I could just see secondaries trying to be physical with him. But again, like I said, huge. Once he puts that 
film out, put it out on tape of him running by guys, catching the ball and scoring, then the defenses, they're going to start making adjustments. But I think he's going to have to prove it first before you have a lot of defenses doing a lot of different changes just for him right now. Well, Lomas, uh, you say prove it. I already have him in the Hall of Fame and the Lions never <laughs> losing a game ever again. <laughs> Bill, are you overreacting to the reduction in suspension to JMO? No, they're never going to lose again. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. You hey, something else. Hey, all right. I, I appreciate the update on JMO. Great job last night on the broadcast. Lomas will talk next week. Uh, with Josh Garvey and the team uh, from Torin Mayhew. Okay, my man? Sounds great, my friend. Take care of you. All right, again, the news. J-Mo uh, Williams is back. Suspension reduced from six to four games uh, by the NFL, and he'll be eligible to play a week from Sunday against Carolina. That is awesome news for the Lions. 24-7, everything you need is at thehugeshow.net. Big. That's huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Fridays on the Huge Show across Michigan are presented by the Best Burger Campaign at your local McDonald's of Michigan. You can celebrate McDonald's making some small changes to its burger lineup that will have a huge impact on flavor. They're too juicy and tasty to resist. So stop by and try one of the best burgers in Michigan at your local McDonald's. Fridays on the Huge Show are presented by McDonald's of Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time for our number two on a football Friday. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Breaking news uh, within the last 30 minutes from Tom Pelissero at the NFL Network. J-Mo Williams has had his six-game suspension reduced to four. That means he's eligible to return to the field in the Carolina game for your Detroit Lions. One week from Sunday, NFL strengthening their policy on betting on NFL games, but stepping back on punishment for not betting on NFL games, but still betting on NFL property. Plus, JMO's going to get an extra two games of pay. What will be his impact? We talked to Lomas Brown earlier. If you miss that, that will be up on our podcast later. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcast. Also today, I've been following uh, the Ryder Cup and with the start in Italy at 1.30 this morning, uh, the time difference uh, creates a lag in conversation. 
unless you're watching it live and waking up early. And Mark Wilson is a PGA rules official. He does call West Michigan home. He has worked 11 Ryder Cups. And since this is Ryder Cup number 44, that means he has worked a quarter, a quarter of the total that have been played. And, man, it's not looking good, Mark, uh, for Team USA. Europe just looks too strong. Well, happy Friday to you, Bill. And uh, you're right. Europe got off to a fantastic start this morning, swept the foursomes, the alternate shot format. And uh, obviously there was a little bit of a chance this afternoon that maybe the U.S. team could come back. But uh, they only scored a point and a half. And so here we stand at six and a half to one and a half. Really, if you look at the math, if Europe had a sweep tomorrow of all the matches, they'd have the 14 and a half points that they needed to win the, to, to win the Ryder Cup. So if that would happen, would they even play on Sunday? Yes. Uh, there's, a, there's an element to the captain's agreement. This is mathematically. We're talking about math, Bill, and it's certainly possible, but I don't see it happening, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But there's uh, in the captain's agreement, it does say, and normally this might happen later on Sunday, that when the Ryder Cup result is final, that all the remaining matches will be played to a conclusion. So they end up with all the matches being played to a conclusion and, and the, essentially the full 28 points played for and all of the TV coverage and so forth you know, taken care of. Why the struggles uh, today uh, for Team USA against Europe? Well, I would start by saying, and we've talked about this, this goes way back to the days of Paul Casey and, and Graham McDowell and Lee Westwood. I've worked uh, uh, the PGA European Tours Championship over at Wentworth. And a long time ago, I'd come back and I'd say, you know, you should see some of these players. And there are some of these players that we don't see and we don't know very well. It's not as much the case anymore. We certainly are familiar with McElroy and Rom and others, but there is this element still that we're not familiar with that plays the DP World Tour on a regular basis, like a Robert McIntyre or like some of the younger players, and they're better than we realize. So I would say that's the first element. And that's been the case for a long time. You know, people would always say, well, why did Europe win? And I'd say, well, there's just some of these players we don't see play that often, but they are really good. The second element to this that I would say is this is, as you and I have discussed, a tremendously strong European field. Think about how well many of them finished in the Tour Championship at Atlanta. Rory McIlroy, you know, tied for fourth. John Robb tied for 18th. Victor Hovland, the winner. Fleetwood tied for sixth. Fitzpatrick tied for ninth. Sepp Straka tied for 14th. So they came in strong. You know, another factor that I think that has been discussed, I call this a little bit of the college bowl game syndrome, and that's this. The PGA Tour players have essentially had five weeks off. And you know, the bowl season is kind of that way. The football season ends in the late November or early December, and a lot of teams have a month for their bowl game. Well, for some of the teams, the time off and just the practice 
is great. They come to their bowl game and they play great. And for other teams, the time off and the rest and the practice isn't enough, and they come out and they're not game sharp. And so I think there's some of this element involved. We all know that the European team had two big DP World Tour events after the Tour Championship, and that included the Irish Open that some of the players played in, and all of the Ryder Cup players for Europe played in the BMW PGA Championship at Wentworth uh, the following week. The other thing that the players have struggled with from the United States when they travel over here is putting and green speeds. And it's just a fact that those green setups on the DP World Tour are slower than the U.S. PGA Tour, mostly for weather-related reasons. They play in windier conditions. Those courses in the U.K. and Ireland and in Northern Europe and even in the Middle East, it's windy and the green speeds are slower. And so I guarantee you that those players that played in the Irish Open and that also played in the BMW PGA and now are playing in Italy this week are playing on greens that every week have been the same speed. Where the tour players, who again haven't played for five weeks from the PGA Tour, most of them, uh, have got those faster green speeds. And it's always an adjustment, and we always see this putting as a, as a problem uh, in, in an away Ryder Cup for U.S. teams. U.S. down six and a half to one and a half going into day two. Mark Wilson, PGA Rules official based in West Michigan, has officiated 11 uh, Ryder Cups. Mark, we'll talk Monday. We'll look back and see if there's a miracle comeback by the Americans. Well, we certainly have seen miracle comebacks, and this would be the miracle of miracles given uh, the margin that they're down. But it's certainly possible. This U.S. team is good. And I think, you know, if they shake it off after today, they, they might be able to turn this around. There's still time. Thank you, Mark. We'll talk Monday. My pleasure, Bill. Have a good weekend. All right, PGA Rules official and a gentleman who has worked 11 Ryder Cups, Mark Wilson, out of Grand Rapids, also part of the prestigious Ferris State University PGA Golf Management Program, joining us on the Roast Umber Guest Line. It's time for another Moving Ferris Forward interview on the huge show across Michigan. Each and every week we talk with Dr. Bill Pink, the president at Ferris State University, about good things that are happening in Big Rapids, on campus at Ferris State, and across our state in connection to Moving Ferris Forward. And Dr. Pink is back for another edition. How you doing, my man? I am good. How are you doing, sir? Doing good. I know you're busy. A, a homecoming weekend at the college level, a lot different than a homecoming at a local high school. I know the football game is front and center with the top-ranked Ferris State Bulldogs taking on Northern Michigan on Saturday at Top Taggart Field in Big Rapids. But for you, as a Ferris president, as a campus alive with homecoming, with so many people coming back and alums, what is homecoming weekend like for Dr. Ping? I will tell you, as I'm talking to you right now, I came outside to uh, to kind of uh, on my way to a uh, couple of places. I jumped in my vehicle, and part of homecoming is what I'm looking at right now. I am already seeing some of our alumni from decades ago already walking around campus. What happens here is that it brings a lot of our alumni back. Um, we will have classes here uh, tonight. We have what we call fall reunion, where 
Uh, I will be recognizing our distinguished graduates, uh, also who we call our Pace Setter Award winners, who are some of our younger, most recent graduates who are rocking it uh, in different places across the state, across the country. And then tonight also we'll be honoring the class of 73. And so we've got all kinds of activities on campus. My, um, I just tell you, brother, my calendar is loaded from this afternoon all the way through Sunday afternoon with all kinds of fun homecoming uh, activities. And can't forget, as you mentioned, can't forget uh, our number one top-ranked football team tomorrow going up against Northern uh, and all the excitement that brings. Also a parade there in Big Rapids at 10.30 a.m. coming up tomorrow, expecting a huge crowd uh, for the university's 97th homecoming. Top Taggart Field, go to Ferris State Bulldogs, Google that if you want uh, tickets. Also, uh, there's a lot happening uh, off the football field, and I know we've talked about the eSports uh, program, which is really helping move Ferris forward. Now the eSports team at Ferris State have been nominated for three national awards. Uh, it, it's so cool, too, too Bill. Um, you, know, we were, you and I were talking about it, as you mentioned. We were talking about this a few weeks ago, and now here we are having opened up the brand-new $30-plus million uh, facility of the uh, Center for Virtual Learning, which houses uh, the first-of-its-kind eSports arena in that building, aside from also having our cybersecurity, our uh, artificial intelligence, our uh, digital media programs, our School of Education. We have all kinds of things in that building, but you talk about that eSports arena. And a a program that uh, already has three national awards uh, that we're up for, aside from just being uh, Institution of the Year, have a couple of folks who are in the department who are up for a national recognition, individual recognition. It just speaks to uh, the level and quality that uh, that we have with uh, those uh, those guys who are up for those awards. But it speaks to the level of uh, quality that's happening in that building as a whole because that esports uh, program is uh, is bursting already in terms of interest. I was in Grand Rapids last week at an event uh, where uh, our esports uh, students and our faculty were um, uh, there in downtown Grand Rapids putting on um, and hosting uh, and helping host uh, an esports competition. They had several other colleges and universities there as well as high school teams that were competing, and uh, I just got an email on that today saying, my goodness, fair State, you guys rocked it out. So that is an awesome opportunity for us and will should bring many, many more students to this campus who have interest in esports. By the way, the Ferris eSports program nominated for those three national awards by the Scholars at Collegiate Gaming Symposium. Ferris State is up for Institution of the Year in eSports. Jono Eaton is up for Program Director of the Year, and Kyle Wilkowski is up for Collegiate Student Leader of the Year. You can find out more about their esports program at ferris.edu. And I know the last time we talked with Art Prize winding down here in the West Michigan area in downtown Grand Rapids, two Kendall College of Art and Design alumni are in the top 20 finalists, actually top 25 finalists, Uh, for Art Prize here in Grand Rapids. So that's another great connection with Ferris and the Kendall College of Art and Design. Well, and as you've said there, Bill, with Kendall and and the work they're doing, now Kendall College Art and Design of Ferris State University being 
one of the three major um, hosts to Art Prize. This is the first year that's happened uh, with Kendall and, uh, and Fair State being that close to the uh, to Art Prize. And so now, with uh, as we approach the end of this iteration of Art Prize, and now as we're getting close to selection of the winners of this international art competition. Uh, it is so cool that some of our uh, some of our Kindle College of Art and Design folks are involved in that. One, uh, a little bit sad, but uh, in in terms of the uh, the individuals that are right there in the top twenty five and right there vying for uh, that uh, nice nice little healthy cash prize, um, that is exciting for us and um, and really big kudos to our. Folks at Kendall College Art and Design, uh, President McCracken, and uh, who was a, is a rock star there, serves as a president of Kendall and a vice president here at Fair State on my team. Uh, she and her faculty and staff are indeed to be commended, not only for uh, having students who are finishing at this level as far as an international competition is concerned, but also finishing up this first year of uh, Kendall being that close in uh, in hosting uh, and that much of a of a partner in hosting an amazing uh, art prize in uh, downtown Grand Rapids. By the way, Kendall College of Art and Design alumni, the two names uh, that are two of the top twenty five finalists for that one hundred twenty five thousand dollar public vote prize, Bryce Culverhouse and Christopher Shields. Uh, but it's bittersweet uh, for. Uh, Ferris State and Kendall College of Art and Design as Bryce passed away earlier this month. So it is about the people. It is about yep. what's important. And you can find out more uh, about everything we're talking about and how Dr. Pink and all the leaders at Ferris State University in, in Big Rapids at the Kendall College of Art and Design across at all their satellite uh, locations. Go to ferris.edu. That is ferris.edu. He has nothing on the plate this weekend with homecoming. You've got to look at this plate, brother. I don't think you can. The problem is we don't know what's on the plate because you can't see the plate. Can't see the plate. You won't see that, you won't see that plate until Sunday night. That's right. And hopefully, I, I told my wife, I said, you know, after we get all that stuff done Sunday uh, aside from as soon as it's over, Bill, I have a little family reunion on my wife's side to attend over here uh, a few miles away from campus. And once I get that family reunion done, I'm done, brother. Yeah. I'm done. Time, time to <laughs> shut it down for at least 24, if not 48. Uh, Dr. Bill Pink, you can feel his energy, uh, his commitment, his excitement. Uh, to Ferris State University, to their alums, homecoming weekend and beyond. Like I said, if you want to find out about uh, Ferris State's top-ranked D2, two-time defending national football team, uh, you can go to ferris.edu. You see the athletics link, their eSports program, nationally recognized, ferris.edu. Or if you're looking for a two-year degree, four-year degree, so many options that other colleges uh, don't bring to the table here in Michigan, go to Ferris. Edu, Dr. Pink, my man, enjoy homecoming weekend. It's your brother. Thank you so much. All right, Dr. Pink, checking in on another edition of Moving Ferris Forward. As I always mention, find out how you can move your life forward or maybe your children's lives forward at ferris.edu. 
from Grand Rapids to Detroit. This show is huge. Fuel up for less with M Perks. Earn points on your purchases when you shop at Meyer in store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meyer Express station and keep a lookout for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Enter your M Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. Bill Simonson here for my good friend, Josh Garvey. He is a managing partner at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, and they'll be stronger together. And did you know Bean Garter can help your business with outsourcing your payroll and other business needs? That can help ease tax filing and year-end reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. Just go to beangarter.com to find out more how they can help your payroll system and make your workplace that much smoother. Go to beangarter.com. That's B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And they can help you with all your payroll needs. Like I mentioned, tax filing and year-end reporting reporting, compliance reporting, human resources management, time and attendance tracking, and more. All your payroll needs can be handled by the team at Bean Garter. Find out more at BeanGarter.com. We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older than Michigan to play. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan, a football Friday in progress. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer, each and every Friday. Josh Garvey, who is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year, one of America's top accounting, CPA, and business firms. They put up 1500 bucks every week in the Beat Huge contest. If you're better than me at picking pro football games, you could win that 1500 bucks. All you have to do is get your picks in every Sunday or by Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. The Thursday night game is always a freebie, and it was a good one last night uh, with the Lions, Josh. At the first half, outside of Goff's first drive pick, was about as good as I've ever seen the Lions play. It was on the road. It was prime time again. They had a little hiccup. As I mentioned earlier, they came out a little conservative, slow, uh, maybe just trying to get out of there with a W, and then they ramped it back up and got it done. And, you know, it's surreal to watch right now how good uh, the Lions are playing football. And listening 
to the national shows coming in and how they're talking about Dan Campbell and golf and all their weapons. We are in uncharted territory because, yes, there's been national conversations about Calvin and Barry, and rightfully so, but there has never been a discussion about a Lions head coach being one of the best ones in the business. There's never been a culture discussion uh, like we're having now that goes beyond the state of Michigan and coast to coast. It really it is something cool to experience for us lifelong Lions fans. Boy, it sure is. It's fun, isn't it? It's it is. It's just a lot of fun, and we, all of us have been passionate about the Lions for since we were kids, right? And to see that is just, uh, like you said, it's it's just an unprecedented time and just exciting, just excitement. And they dominated that game in that first half to see the fans. Everybody was so quiet, and what an amazing, amazing game. So Just the push they had without blitzing. How, how Jordan Love looked worried and rattled. And Every this is play. in Lambeau, which is one of the toughest places to play. And they had just done that to end the season. We weren't sure, and the Lions weren't playing for anything, and they kept Rodgers and the Packers out of the playoffs. But what they've done at Arrowhead to kick off the season in prime time, what they did last night, again, I keep going back to the phrase, unchartered territory when it comes to the Lions. Without a question, last month then, We've won at Arrowhead and Lambeau. How many teams can do that in the National Football League? I, I think there's very few. Uh-huh. When you went on the road, that's, you know, championships are won on the road. At any level, high school, college, pro. Uh, I'm talking football. It, it, they are won on what you do on the road. Absolutely. Go, go ask Michigan last year at Ohio State, right? Absolutely. Go ask them the year before at Penn State, right? Absolutely. I mean, it, it's just fantastic. They get a break now. Now, now, I do look at the break, and I heard the sound bite from Campbell. Hey, you guys enjoy your downtime. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. Last time they had a 10-day break, they came out horrible. They did. Against Seattle. They did. Thankfully, that bounce-back game after the break is Carolina at home. Well, we right? need Bryce so- Young healthy because uh, <laughs> I want him I want him playing. I don't want Andy Dalton. I want Bryce Young. And he is going to be back this weekend. And right. the Lions don't play the Panthers until a week from Sunday. Right. I, I want Bryce. I want this to be a learning year. I let the Lions. Now, Andy Dalton is still a good quarterback. Yeah, he looked pretty good last week, right? I mean, we all commented on that yesterday. He looked great. Uh, so... Yeah, hopefully they don't take too much downtime. We need them to come back ready with that same fire we saw last night. So. Amen. Yeah, and, and hopefully they've learned maybe uh, between that, you know, 10 days in between the Chiefs game and the Seahawks game at home and now 10 days between that beautiful win. And how about the Lions Nation chanting, let's go Lions. And you got the Amazon Prime doing their studio show. I even saw an interview with Golf. I think it was NFL Network, and they're just chanting. And even Golf turned around and said, "Look at this! I, the, you you don't get that. You know, Cowboy fans used to pack stadiums and travel everywhere, but they they it, it was a Lambo takeover. Not only after the game because they won, but before the game, the sea of Honolulu blue. It was everywhere. There was blue everywhere. I mean, Jared Goff even did a Lambo jump, right? He jumped up in the stands. Oh, the, and, and, I mean, it was blue everywhere. Yeah, St. Brown jumped up, and then the Packers fan poured a beer on him. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, and then, oh. and then did you see the other video that's out there that St. Brown is running off after the game, and there's a Packers fan leaning over, flipping him off. That's unfortunate. And no, no, listen. He walks up to the guy flipping him off. 
and blows him a kiss. <laughs> and, the, and the crowd just wouldn't, you know, when St. Brown and golf are going off, the thunderous roar, this is at Green Bay. It's not at Ford Field. Right. It's fantastic. So What a fun time. What, what impressed you the most about the team last night in that win? I think what impressed me the most was Montgomery. He's not 100%. And this guy Three comes TDs, out, yeah. and he comes out and has a hat trick and just looked like a beast. Uh, Decker back was nice to see. I, he's not 100% either. And he, he thanked still, the fans on Twitter. He did. Thank the the fans on the road. He did. He did, because they felt the noise. Uh, what impressed me the most was that pressure again. They really got after Jordan Love. They put the pressure on. Um, I think our guys just came out and just said, we're going to win this game. We did it last year. They had the all-white jerseys on, just like last year, and they were just ready. So Montgomery impressed me the most. He, he just, like I said, he played injured and just pushed through that. I, I love it. I just love it as a Lions fan. Everything. There's not a. They, there's not a negative. Like w- once in a while they'll drift back, and they did it for a, a lot on defense. That conservative side against Seattle, but they got it going. They're playing with urgency. They're hungry, and like Campbell said afterwards, "Hey, uh, we're three and one, quarter of the way there. Sky's the limit." He's telling them. He's telling them they can go win the Super Bowl. Right. He is without saying it. He is telling because the sky, the limit, is a Super Bowl. Man, I love it. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder, being Garter in studio. With us every Thursday, we have Lomas Brown taking us inside the Lions game. Josh joins me for that, and either in studio or on the phone on Fridays uh, with my college football picks. Last week, uh, I was right on Wisconsin, pushed on Michigan Rutgers, Florida State. Clemson blew that when they uh, missed their field goal uh, to win it, and Florida State covered the minus two in overtime. Uh, Oklahoma covered, uh, Syracuse uh, covered, uh, Western Michigan, I think covered by a half a point, and it, it looked close. like they were going to win the game. It was close, and they they fell apart late. Uh, Colorado did not cover getting the twenty one against did Oregon. Not that was oh. not prime time. That was not prime time. That was toilet time. <laughs> yes, it was uh, Maryland minus a seven and a half against MSU covered right. It did. Uh, Utah minus a five and a half against UCLA. Uh, I think that covered in the end. Uh, Oklahoma State didn't cover against Iowa State. Uh, Central did cover against South Alabama. I did tell they you did. And they won the game. They did, and they were getting sixteen points. They did. They, they won the football game. They did. Uh, Arkansas against LSU covered. Uh, ND. They, I, I think, with. Oh, with Ohio State scoring, I think ND covered. I want to say we? Notre Dame covered. Yeah, Ohio Notre Dame yeah, won. Yeah, Ohio State yep. won. ND covered. Yeah, mm-hmm. correct. And then Penn State uh, did cover. I took that minus fourteen and a half. They blew out. They blew them out. Uh, Iowa. So yeah, that was pretty uh, pretty good week uh, for me on the pick. So very good week. Yeah, yeah it's that uh, very good pick. Ten and four. Yeah, ten and four. Superfly tells me on the pick. So that would make me on the season. Uh, picking college games against a spread, uh, that would make me 24 and 20, which means you're still winning. All right, you ready for my picks? Uh, Superfly, you got to write them down. You usually don't get them right, but we'll go with it and hope 
Uh, you get it right, I'm sure. Josh did bring me in a, a bean guard, or probably because they're going to Dorn Mayhew. Yeah, no. probably a bean guard. It's probably left over in the closet that they because uh, he heard me complain, uh, and because you got everything yesterday. He uh, were those golf shoes you got them or regular shoes? Those are regular dress shoes. See, they are. They are regular dress shoes. I yeah. told you, Superfly. Those are that they were golf shoes. Nice dress shoes. No, nice oh, dress okay. shoes. Okay, well, well, can we just limit maybe the checklist of what you got them? <laughs> and, and thanks. We don't have time on air yeah, to do th- that. Yeah, thanks for the, the Dorn Mayhew uh, extra small. Uh, is, that, is that even a female? Is that a female shirt? But it's a thought that counts. It is. And that will sit there forever. It is. All right, ready? Ready? Here we go with extra Mike. Extra small purple. <laughs> yeah. yeah, extra small. <laughs> I hope it fits one of my feet. All right. Uh, <laughs> college football picks against the spread uh, this week. Uh, we will start. <laughs> oh, my God, Josh. This is hilarious. Uh, I'm going to begin with USC and Colorado. So, Caleb Williams now. Here goes prime. You want the prime cut of your schedule. Uh, they're giving Colorado 21 and a half, and I'm going to take USC. I, I can't. Colorado plays no defense. Even when they beat TCU, they don't play any defense. I'm taking USC minus 21 and a half. I'm right there with you with that. Uh, Penn State minus 27 against Northwestern. Now, Northwestern storm back against Minnesota. I like Northwestern plus the 27. That's a lot of points. I, I really do. I, I, I think Penn State will win. Don't get me wrong, but I, I like Northwestern plus the 27. Me too. Uh, Florida-Kentucky will be a good game this weekend in the SEC. Florida getting a point and a half. Kentucky minus one and a half. I'm going to take Kentucky at home to win that game. I like Kentucky, too. And minus one and a half. A bounce-back game for Clemson after that crushing loss. I mentioned to Florida State on the road at Syracuse. Syracuse getting seven. I like Syracuse getting seven. They're pretty feisty teams. Syracuse is tough. Seven points. I, I like it. Uh, Texas A&M giving six to Arkansas. I like Texas A&M in this one. That, that's a tough pick. You could tell by my pause, but I'll I'll take Texas A&M minus a six. I agree. Uh, Eastern and Central. Central's getting eight after how well they played and just covered the 16 and beat South Alabama outright. I think they can win that game. Yeah, so do I. I, I like Central plus the eight points. Against Eastern, even though I like Chris Creighton, he would be the perfect coach. You know, McElwain, what the job he does, and he's coached at Florida, another guy at CMU that would be the perfect coach for MSU, but they're not going to be big enough for the MSU fan base. Right, right. Who has declared me a small-time broadcaster now. <laughs> Congratulations. But, but, yeah, they don't want to look at my resume. Trust me, there, there aren't too many tweets that get to me, but I kind of had to put a few people in their place, which I don't mind. Uh, Michigan... Minus 17 and a half at Nebraska. Mm. Their defense is good enough to shut them out. I'm going to ride with Michigan because I think Nebraska will have a tough time getting past 10, 13 points. I could see Michigan winning this game 38, 13, 38, you know, 14, something like that. I'll go with Michigan minus a 17 and a half. I agree with you. I think they win, but it's 31, 10. Yeah, or their defense could shut them out. Their, right. their, their defense right. is that good. Yeah, Rutgers had the big play early, but they didn't get squat after that. They didn't. And that's that's the strength of the Michigan team. I, I am concerned, but they played four teams. Everybody expected them to win, and they expect them to beat Nebraska. I would like to see the offensive line dominate more and get some big rushing yardage out there for Michigan. 
Uh, I think I want to see that. Me too. Uh, Illinois-Purdue. Illinois plus one. Oh, God, this is a dog game in the Big Ten. I'll go with Purdue. That's the, a tough one. That's, for the sake of just taking them. Like you said, that's a toilet bowl game, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a it's, uh, it's a game I don't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, Ball State Western, Western minus 15. I, I feel that's too much to give a, a Mac school. I, I, I could see Western winning by 10. I'm, I'm not saying they're going to lose, but I'll take Western. No, I'll take Ball State plus a 15. I agree. Too many points. Yeah, a ton of points there. Uh, I want to get to Michigan State. Uh, and Iowa in a moment, but first LSU and Old Miss. Mm. LSU minus two and a half. Hmm. At Old Miss, I'm going to go LSU. You know, I kind of like Old Miss in that one. That's a that's a really tough game, but I just I, LSU is they're not playing well. Um, uh, Notre Dame. Here's a game I love. Notre Dame m- minus five and a half against Duke. That's going to be a good football game. But also the, the, the emotional letdown. Right. Right? Yeah, you come off from that. And... I'm still going to go with Notre Dame. I like their defense. I think they'll cover the five and a half. I do, too. At Duke. And I then, do, too. And we'll wrap up our conversation and picks Michigan State plus ten and a half at Iowa. I think Iowa shuts them up. I think Iowa wins that 27 game. 27-0, something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. yeah Night game, uh, Kinnick Stadium, Iowa City. That would be crazy. Now, you don't get paid to beat my pro football picks. We provide that as a service, and we thank uh, Josh and his team and what they do at Bean Garter, soon to be Doran Mayhew. They're based in Grand Rapids. They're uh, world headquarters in Troy. Uh, you can win $1,500 if you're better than me at picking the pro football games against the spread. You can enter every week until Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. Get your picks in every week. You can play. If you haven't played, don't worry about it. You can play right through the big game in February. And that $1,500 from Josh and his team could be yours. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder, Bean Garter, soon to be Doran Mayhew. The new sign is up on the building. My man, thank you for coming in. Thanks for having me. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Elevate your night out at the legendary Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Now open at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Start with the finest cuts of USDA prime beef. Pair that with handcrafted cocktails, signature shots, and Ruth's legendary hospitality. And you've got yourself one incredible night. Ruth's Chris Steakhouse has arrived. Make a reservation at RuthsChris.com for your incredible night at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway reimagined. How would you like to win $1,500 in cash from Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Carter Dorn Mayhew Firm? Well, all you have to do is beat my pro football picks and you could be the winner. Get your picks in until early Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerkPerks.com, member FDIC.
Join Van Andel Institute Purple Community for the Be Brave 5K Walk and Run in Caledonia on October 7th at 8 a.m. Be Brave goes beyond fundraising events. It's a community of passion and individuals supporting breast cancer awareness and honoring survivors. You can join everybody for a day filled with fun and exercise, all while making a difference in the fight against breast cancer through supporting research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org to join this empowering event. That's VAI. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan 19 radio station strong for the one close to you go to the huge show.net big news this afternoon here within the last hour or so NFL has reduced JMO's suspension Jamison Williams from six to four games so he's eligible to play a week from Sunday against Carolina huge news for the Lions also it's a big weekend in downtown Detroit the end of one of the greatest careers to ever sport the old English D, Miguel Cabrera, Full House, Daniela Bruce, does a great job with the Tigers and the Wings. Radio TV, she's standing by from the Motor City. How you doing, Daniela? I'm great. Getting ready for a big weekend down at Comerica Park. How are you doing? I'm doing good, yeah. Just uh, the Tigers fans are as good as any fans uh, in sports in America. And the send-off for Miguel and the homer, uh, yesterday, you know, I, I had a question earlier this week. Where does he rank on your all-time Tiger list? And, you know, he's right there uh, with K-Line as the greatest ever put on a Detroit uniform. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And I think there's some generational opinions there, too, because for me, the players that I actually got to watch and see and my experience of Tigers baseball, Miguel Cabrera is number one. And I'm, I'm really excited about the way the city's embracing this weekend and the way that we're going to send him off into his retirement. Well, what do you think is the most unique or special thing about this send-off weekend in downtown Detroit for Miggy? Well, the most unique and special thing you mentioned it is the fans. The fans have made this so incredible in the way that they've sold out the ballpark. You can still get some limited tickets to tonight's game and tomorrow's game, but they are few and far between. And then Sunday is standing room only. So the way that we are going to absolutely pack this ballpark when we know that there is no chance at the playoffs this year, there is no chance at a division title, none of that is in the picture, but we know how great Miguel Cabrera was and how much he did for this city and the fact that this building is going to be absolutely packed. So many people have put so much thought and time into how we're going to properly send him off and to just have that experience and everybody's going to feel like they're a part of something really special this weekend. Yeah, the Miggy Celebration Weekend presented by Bally Sports. Tigers and their fans will pay tribute one final time to Miguel Cabrera. And there was news today announced that he's going to be a special assistant to the president. What will his role be when he's done playing? You know, he he actually spoke to us today just a little bit ago, and he said, I'm not quite sure yet. We don't know exactly what I'm going to be doing right now. He's just looking at playing this final weekend, getting into his retirement, but he's honored. He said he's so happy that Scott Harris was so open to having him so quickly and making that official before he's even done playing the game. But they're going to figure out exactly what his role is going to look like once they get through this weekend and into the offseason. Yeah, special weekend in downtown Detroit. Daniela Bruce 
from the Tigers and the Wings joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. Before I let you go, let's spend a few minutes on the Wings. I know they're now into the preseason schedule. Uh, from training camp, early preseason, uh, what's the most visually different thing you've seen at ice level when it comes to the 2023-2024 Wings? The size and the depth of the forward core is something that I've definitely taken notice to. They did add some depth and size on the blue line as well. But when you look at guys like Christian Fisher, Daniel Sprong, Clean Costin, and of course Alex Debrinkit, he doesn't exactly bring the size, which he will openly admit to, but he brings the speed and the the skill with him, but the size of the other three guys that I mentioned, they're not big flashy names. They're not going to go out there and score you 30, 40 goals a year, but they're going to grind and they're going to make it physical. And I think that's what the Red Wings needed. They need to be tough to play against. And that's going to be the biggest difference. I think this year, the way that we see the depth work through that forward core and the way that teams aren't going to want to play against them, that teams are going to have a difficult time using their superstars to score goals against this team. And it was, it was evident during training camp. I haven't been at a preseason game yet due to working Tigers, but from what I've watched on TV and the highlights that I've caught up with, they're looking like they're going to be a tougher team to play against and like their power play is going to improve. So it should be an exciting year for Red Wings fans. Danielle, I always appreciate your time here. Enjoy the final weekend with Miggy, with Ballet Sports Detroit, with the Tigers, and also the Wings as they roll through their preseason schedule. Can't wait to see uh, them drop the puck on the upcoming season. Appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the weekend in the Motor City. And thank you so much. Always a pleasure to join the show. All right, Daniela Bruce, check it in on the Roast Umber Coffee. Guess sign Roast Umber Coffee is a craft coffee uh, roasted in Grand Rapids. They get their beans from Central America. Look for it at your local retailer. You can order it up online. For your home or business, go to roastumber.com. And they also have the Nitro Cold Brew in a can, which is canned right here in GR. Uh, it's the ultimate anytime during the day. Wake up, drink, no additives, no sugars. Again, everything you need, look for Roast Umber at your local retailer and order it up online at roastumber.com. I did share the story that I just saw that Mel Tucker is preparing a wrongful termination lawsuit against Michigan State after he was fired. So that's from Dean Straka uh, from earlier. So no surprise there that he's going to file wrongful Termination lawsuit and try and get a settlement. But that headline is at CBS Sports. And the national negative headlines continue. Yet Michigan State has a game tomorrow night against Iowa on the field. Not the soap opera off it. 24-7, everything you need at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge.